Hello and welcome to the Free and Phil Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children, one at birth was confined to a wheelchair, and the other two discovered food, have their say on the Premier League. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're making a substitution. Darren's gone off injured, he's got two uh, cruciate ligaments. <laughs> oh my and- <laughs> goodness! <laughs> 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 yes! Two hey. cruciate ligaments. Yo, Darren, I'm so sorry, man. Ah, uh, he's used to this. But no, he's uh, he's he's tired. So uh, replacing number, I'll give him eighteen because I, I feel nice. He, uh, Skulls was his guy, so I'll give him number eighteen. Well, Place number eighteen. What's your number, Derek? I'm twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Skulls was never tired, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true, but you know how it is. Yeah. You know how it is. In D, Derek joins us. So does Michael, and of course, I am Cahill. Just just to piss off Darren. Let's go right into it, shall we? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's go right into it. Let's so, go. yeah, right into it. We're going to change up the format for a bit. So, we're going to start off with uh, mid-table results here. We shall start with uh, Manchester United. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You definitely want to save that for later because, <laughs> listen, you don't want to hear what i got to say. But anyway, <laughs> um, continue. I'll continue. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my breath. Um... Where should we start? Let's start Southampton Chelsea, shall we? Mid table clash. This season at least. Chelsea two, Southampton one. Southampton were at home. Good comeback. Lucky 89th minute goal from Ivanovic, wasn't it? Yeah, Chelsea are slowly propping up back the table, which is quite scary. Because, you know, actually not, it's not scary, but you know, it's quite weird thinking we're just talking about them being seventeenth not too long ago. You know, on Facebook I I accepted the invitation to a relegation party. Oh, wow. So, you know, banter. But anyway, um, now it, it's, it's different um, from the Chelsea we saw earlier this season because obviously they were a bit like a couple of other clubs that when they go down, they don't know how to bring it back. Um, some of the clubs that are down there as well. So it, it was good to see them bring it back. And But bring Southampton, back, I think... Bring it back. Look at this guy bring it back to me. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, I'm quite disappointed in Southampton because they were a lot more defensively, defensively fragile than they were in previous games. They bottled it, it seemed. They did bottle it. Simple as that. Um, Fraser Forster, I think, will be disappointed with his two um, reactions to the shots. Yeah, broke the record. Then uh, the says yeah. Fabregas, what was it? It was a, it was a cross. cross, wasn't it? Was it was a cross and he's, he's misjudged the whole situation. Yeah. But I think he had a lot more time... Then he looks on TV to react to that. Yeah, he just tried to leg at it, didn't he? Yeah, he just, it was lazy. Yeah. It was lazy. It was a lazy leg. It was one of those things. And um, as for the second, Ivanovic said that wasn't too far away from him. So I think he could have made a better attempt to save it again. But, you know, Southampton should probably bounce back from this very quickly. As for Chelsea, where are they? 11th now. 11th, yeah. And if they win the 8th, see, they, they, they're coming up quickly. They can potentially get 6th. Europa League's not bad for them. Who knows, but it, it got done an okay job so far. It's good to see them at least getting back to the form that we used to seeing them at. At least show some effort, yeah. Well, you know, I've not got much to say about them right now. They're not really relevant right now. They're not relevant. Wait, but we'll wait till next year when they will eventually return. Yeah, when they come back and when uh, Conte, it's Conte, right? Conte's the next manager. Conte or, or Allegri. The deal has been confirmed, right? Is it Conte? Yeah. Okay, Conte. so, that, so that's their next manager. So he'll probably get someone from some place from Syria. Yeah. You know, try and tag a few people. Probably Paul Pogba. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> if they get Pogba, I'm going to be so angry. But um, it's either Chelsea or City. No, I don't think he's going to City. I actually don't think he's going to England. I f- he he wants to he wants to be managed under Pep though. 
He said he would like to be managed under him. I don't think yeah. he's gonna go to come to England. There's a majority of players that want to be managed under Pep. Yeah, but such, but City have the funds to they, make that true. move happen. That is they true. They have the funds, but they're not the club Real Madrid or Barcelona. And if one of those two for the two sets in, he's going down there. He's not going to. Pep. Yeah, but they already have though, and he and he said no. Yeah, before because he's been happy at he's been happy at UV. He got a Champions League final. He's comfortable. Mm. Did not get a Champions League final this year. True. Actually, Actually you never know. You never know. You never know. Who, who they face? It was second, Bayern. Second leg. Two, 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 yeah. The second leg is always a different beast. Yeah, exactly. Bayern. No, the Premier League is. Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Bayern, Bayern. Okay, Bayern got two away goals, so they can. It's tough, but yeah. they can go to. It's not that they can't go to Allianz and get a result. Arsenal mm. have in the past, so anyone can. Um, but point B, and um, I think she was you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, I think Chelsea will probably get Europa League this year. Um, are they in the FA Cup? No, nothing. They got kicked out. Okay, so if not, I think they, I think they will get six, maybe seventh at most. I don't think they'll go higher than that. But if a United or a West Ham allow that to happen, then they should be ashamed of themselves. But it's a good result for Chelsea. It's good to see them getting that back on the table, and it seems like Hazard's starting to get into a bit of his old form before mm. as well. So it's good to see him picking up. Normal banter for him. His banter era is over. His banter era is over. Another well, a team that's suffering through a banter era is uh, Aston Villa. They lost again, two-one. Goals from Arnautovic got two. I think one was a penalty, wasn't it? Not no. Yeah, it was. And uh, Bakuna gave him some dignity in the 79th minute. So decent finish. Yeah. Decent. Yeah, they're, they're going down. I mean, we did say that uh, we we discussed it. Relegation teams later, but still can be table. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Villa going down, man. Simple as that. They're, they're I already said in my past podcast that Villa going down. I ain't got nothing to talk about <laughs> when it comes to them. No, honestly, um, I'm honestly. Uh, we're getting to the business end of the table. So like, it's just one of those things where you look at certain clubs and you're like, who's relevant? And they're just they're stuck on 16 points. They're eight points from even reaching 18th. <laughs> so it, it's banter itself. Honestly, honestly, it's at. <laughs> so you just see the table. <laughs> you just see the table. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> listen now. Let me just say something. From time that you struggle to um, win even five games and you've only won three this season, is actually ridiculous. Um, <coughs> sorry, the jury goes out to Gabriel Bonglahor, who is He's the shocking. biggest disappointment in football in terms of um, the talent that he's had coming up and that he's never progressed and that he's never been. Um, the kind of player that they could rely on, so and they made a lot, and, and I think I think that's annoying that they made a lot of signings. The manager wasn't working at the time. They sold the manager, and they still haven't progressed any anywhere further. Mm. They've actually gotten worse. So. I mean, the thing is, you can't blame Marie Gar for that, though. I mean, no, no, it's not his fault. Randy Lerner should have gave should have backed him in January. Should have, yeah. But Randy Lerner's waited to sell the club for four or five years now. He, he doesn't care. Yeah, you should go down I the mean, Everton path, two hundred million from a Qatari yeah, businessman. Exactly. I mean, it's one of those things. When they signed these players, I knew about two of them. Carlos Hill and okay. Adamo Traore. Mm. And I thought with those two and um, Grealish, maybe they can do something youthful, attacking yeah, going forward. Grealish has been they a signed, They signed Rudy Gestet to go up front. And it's like, yeah, you rated Blackburn, but the better striker still chilling there. He was, now he's on to Middlesbrough, hasn't he? Exactly. So now now what do you say? So it's like, okay, where's your progress? They signed Michael Richards, I never rated him. Jordan Lescott, he's finished. So it's just like too busy tweeting pictures of cars. Exactly, claiming I, I, that it, he he, he, po- he pocket he tweeted. Po- yeah, yeah. Because that's the so thing. Your, your phone went to your albums and then went to the car and then posted it twat. What's he did? So 
Yeah, it's got to the point where basically who, who's 19th? Who's is it Sunderland or Newcastle? Sunderland. Sunderland, that's 19th. If Sunderland or Newcastle allow Villa to go above them, that's a good season for Villa. That's where they are right now. <laughs> and Remy Garku should be, should be contending for manager of the year just, just for that basis of getting them off 16 points to at least 29, 30. What was Derby, Derby's um, tally? Uh, they were 13. So oh, they're okay. they're you're, you're fine now. Yes. 13 points. 13 points. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know when they first came into the first half? The second half of the season. season, yeah. They won one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you won what? You went one, you won one and you drew 10. <laughs> so wait, 13, that's 13. And then how many games left? You lost 23 games. 23 games. I thought the season. What year was they're that? on pace. They're on pace. That was... They're on the, pace. Yeah. According to the um, table, they're about six losses away. That's going to happen. 2008. So, yeah. We won the league, so... Okay, you know what? I don't see Derby come back because I'm scared they'll do it again. Um, no, they have a good team now. A good manager, Paul uh, Clement. Yeah, they had a good team when they came up and then they went down, didn't they? Um, Derby. Derby. Yeah, they, they had a good team and they signed Robbie Savage after. Um, Talk about now, though. They, they, I think they could. Yeah, they have a decent side right They have now. a decent side now. But yeah, yeah Villa are irrelevant. Uh, Stoke, mm. you know, you get your, your usual home win, which you usually do. So congratulations on that. Um, who's called Arnautovic? Arnautovic twice, yeah. yeah. Penalty was one of them. And yeah, fake Ibra. So well done to him. Fake Ibra indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's us talk about another mid-table clash. Watford, Bournemouth. Yeah, nil-nil. Did you expect more from Watford? Should we expect more from Watford, especially this season? It, it, it's not surprising they drew. It's not surprising they drew, but being at home and with the goal scoring form of well, he hasn't scored in quite a while actually, Gallo. But um, no, it, it's quite disappointing. They haven't been on form. Mm. I think they went around of four straight losses, then they won one or two, and then they've now come back to the slump. They're safe. They're not making any real progress going upwards. They're mid table. They're starting to become a bit like what Bolton were when Aladas was there. They have a good run at the beginning and then they drop off yeah. and then they go to like 11th and then they maybe push for a Europa League spot or UEFA Cup at that time, finish 8th, 9th, 10th around that. If that's the club they're going to become, I hope not. I mean, to be honest, if, in, especially in this league and, and with the money coming in, all, full power to them. Oh yeah, yeah, but every. That's I mean, you don't have to win anything to be successful. Not, not in this these years of the Premier League, especially with the TV deal. That's exactly, no. exactly. So they will get money, but that's the thing. Other clubs are always going to get money, and you also get more money based on where you finish in the league. True. So, but the thing about the Premier League now is that that, that middle, it's always it's only going to get stronger and stronger. The teams in the middle, it so it's going to be tougher and tougher to win the league. Next season is going to be crazy. It's going to be very crazy, especially with the managers that are coming in. Exactly. Um, Especially with the money that's like I said before that's coming in, a lot of more signings are going to be made. It's going to be a lot more tougher with the um, teams underneath the top four, even the top six. Um, it's going to become a lot more competitive. That says I'm really looking forward to um, this upcoming season that's coming after this one. I really think that is going to hopefully bring the Premier League back to where it needs to be as the best league in football, mm. um, where it isn't right now. Um, but it's a far right off to be honest with you. It's a far, oh, oh, ridiculously off. Me. Wow. Ridiculously off. Wow. Ridiculously. Twenty ten last Champions League win. I think this is one of the worst. Twenty twelve Chelsea. I think this is one Chelsea, of the worst. Yeah. I think in terms of the amount of goals that have been scored against each other, it's one of the worst performances defensively. Defensive from a lot quality. Of teams. Yeah. I think the defensive quality in the Premier League has really deteriorated in such a way that um, I think there's a few teams that have already conceded fifty goals this season. Yeah. Um, Aston Villa twenty they conceded forty eight and they, they can't even score. They, they, I don't even think they scored over twenty five. I think it's like twenty one yeah, goals. I or mean, so. it's it's so. just it's just a lot that the team that's top of the league 
has conceded 29 goals. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's poor. That's ridiculous. It's like, absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure the teams that have won leagues in the past conceded at most 18. Maybe maybe one or two more than that. At 13 the end of the season. Some, some, some team. 13, 13 at, of it. At the end of the season. That's the kind of title winning form you're talking mm. about. But if you concede 29 goals and you're still top of the league. Like, and you know the fact of it being 29 goals... He's never in the fact of it being um, 29 goals um, at the end of the season. It's about it being 20, 29 goals right now with how many games there are left. Like, I think the record is about 26, 27 goals in a season. Some There's teams that are already conceding up to 30 goals already. Um, so the defensive qualities of the Premier League definitely need to upgrade as well. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to how um, the season pans up from next year. But right now, I think this season has been so disappointing in terms of its quality. But in terms of its entertainment, it's always going to be entertaining. Yeah, it's always good to see other teams lose Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but in regards to that game, Boom, I think Bournemouth were... That's a good point for them. Good point. Um, mm. They don't usually get points away from home. So getting a good draw against a good Watford side, to be fair, mm. is... It's definitely good, good for them because... When um Callum Wilson was got Callum Wilson right? yeah. Callum Wilson when yeah. Callum Wilson got injured, you know, I've just written them off. I don't watch um Bournemouth enough. I'm not gonna sit here and let like I do, but I already thought that they were out of the tires along with Aston Villa. But it seems that the some of the wins that they've um been able to get have been very big, important wins. So they're in a really good position. If they can stay afloat of the Premier League for the rest of the season, I think it'll give them good pace to get in for next season. Callum Wilson will come back. They'll yeah. be able to get more signings. The new te- um, the new money's coming in as well. So you'll be able to add more quality to the team that you already have. So that's really good for I them. Mean, it's really, really, you've seen how much they spent on Benicophobi. 12 million. I mean, usually clubs back in the day that, well, not back in the day, not too far you never back hear even. You never hear the lower league teams getting anything above 10 million. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's probably... It just showing you the quality of the team. I really think it's going to there's going to come a time, I personally believe this, there's going to come a time where the top four is not always going to be the same top four that's going to be... Oh, no. Um, it won't go. It won't yeah. go yeah. This it. year? Not this year. Even, <laughs> yeah, even this year to an extent, but I just think... Um, to be honest, I think like with all the teams, you don't know who's actually going to finish in the top 10 yeah. anymore. It's like you, you, um, when the season started, you're thinking, oh, Everton's going to finish here. Yeah, the yeah. top four is going to be this team or that team. Everton are, Everton are 11th. I think 11th or 12th. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for example, and you see the team that they have. So it's just telling you about, not only about how bad that the top teams are playing, but it's showing you how much the bottom teams are giving the other teams a hard time. And so Chelsea, example, the season. Because their slump wasn't just a case of their bad form. They went to places and they got outplayed. Mm. Yeah. It's an example. And you can see now these things are making progress. It's the fact that Watford changing how many managers in two years? Six. And they can still bring in so many players. Mm-hmm. Very calmly afford it. No problem. No financial fair play nonsense. And nothing like that. And they, you know that next season they're still going to spend more. That's the kind of thing that's happening in the Premier League now. And it's, it's great to see in terms of entertainment value. But we need... A few clubs that can actually challenge in the Champions League well because you know I can't have yeah no, that's, that's the thing I don't think Leicester will, will fare well in the Champions League mm. oh they'll get slumped they'll that's get what's worked and, they'll and, get and, that, and that's the thing about um, when you look at the league today because when a lot of people say that the Premier League is the best league in the world I challenge that because if you look at the Champions League now you know that in every other team as boring as it may as mm. it may be because you know who the top four are going to be is because that they're, they're are cut from a different cloth. Yeah, yeah. They're cut from a different cloth. So when you look at all these teams that are in the top, to be honest, the top four teams right now, Barman City, talent-wise, they're pretty much average teams, mm. but in the Premier League, they're really good teams. Mm. So as competitive, as competitive as it is, you know that once they get into the Champions League, unless they have that 
a messy caliber. You got you look at Barcelona, they got Messi, Neymar, Suarez. You look at Juventus, they got Pogba. They got a young star in the Bala, etc., etc. You look at Real Madrid, you know you got Ronaldo, Benzema, Bell. But you look at Tottenham, you're bringing only Kane. Kane can become a top player in the future, but there's but the main fact is is that the quality of players that are coming in. If Le- Leicester could very much go into the Champions League with Vardy, with Mares, yeah, yeah. with Kante, and look at the teams that they're going to be facing. They're not going to be a top two or a top one um, pot seed. They're going to be pot in the four, bottom yeah, seed. Pot four, yeah. There's a there's a big chance <laughs> that they're going to face against probably like every champion, every champion of that they, um, they, they, particular of, that's, of the see, top five that's teams. Yeah. That's, that's the problem now because in Champions League, if you win your league, you're in the first pot, in the first pot, mm. which in effect makes it more difficult for you now because if Barcelona are to win their league. Atletico finished second or Ramjir finished second then pot two you're going to face them so, and plus the I mean it's, it's fair enough though yeah, it, I mean that's the way it should be champions, yeah, champions should I agree champions should be pot one all, all, that's why pot one is better with but that. that's that's their unluckiness in that part in the part for like a Leicester because before obviously you now if they make it if they win the league they make it mm. they'll, back in the day it would have been pot four for them mm. but it would have been like the best teams in pot one and then the teams where they're very good but they can be beat mm. in pot two it won't be surprising if a team for pot three or pot four got a good result against I mean, them. Leicester could go up against um, potential Champions League winners. Yeah. Oh, no, or Champions League winners of and the past. Would, and in would, every single pot. And they will get worked. Yeah, completely. Completely. Worked. No doubt they'll give them a hard time because obviously that they play hard and and all that stuff. I'm playing hard is great, but I'm just talking about in terms of the, the quality of the players that are coming, the quality of the players that are coming um, through the top four right now in the Premier League on for the last few years, I think... Chelsea being the last team to win it, that was British. Yeah. Um, but you look since then, but the quality is that English teams are struggling to get past the round of 16 quarterfinals. And you ain't seeing, I think the last team, even Chelsea was the last team in the semi-final to get out until they got beat by Atletico Madrid at home. Mm. You've got them losing to PSG when they've, when they've got only 10 men on the pitch. You, you see, uh, and Arsenal keep shooting themselves in the foot by finishing second in the group that they should be winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got, Not this year. Not this year, but, but I get, I get, your, I get your point. I get your point. I get your Und- point. No, no, understandable and debatable. What, um, but like I, I mean, said, last year as well when we lost against Monaco. Exactly. That's just, un- that's just, un- <laughs> and you still finished second. Yeah, and see, and this, <laughs> see, this is the thing. The quality now. This is, this is when you deep about the quality because we've been talking about who the top defenders are. I've, I've, I've screamed it for a long time. Odevaro has been the best defender, and for me, he's the best centre back in the Premier League. Not Koscielny. Oh hell no. <laughs> but sarcasm, who, ladies and gentlemen, but, sarcasm. Who sold him? Atletico Madrid when Atletico Madrid won the, t- uh, won the league would he have got in ahead of Godina Marina no no. they didn't need him so they loaned him at Southampton and then they had no problem can you imagine Southampton got out of V-Road what do you think Tottenham would have been oh see that's, see that's a good question see I don't know where Tottenham Vimmer is a good replacement but he's not good he's not better he's not on the level of Odevero that's exactly. the thing Vertonghen he's like 21 though isn't he yeah he's young Vertonghen is a lot more technically better than um, Vertonghen um, but Odevero is more of a solid centre back he mm. does the job much better than Vertonghen but they work together so well because they play together country wise mm. but if Odevero wasn't there Tottenham I don't think they would have not been in the top four I still think they would have been there because a lot of what they've done has been a lot of their midfield attacking and Eric Dyer being so solid defensive midfielder mm. but maybe maybe a few less points but that's the point you talk about you talk about your your hazards and your Sanchez's and your Urzils and your I don't know who who Rooney's whoever you want to talk about. They're good players. They're good players, but 
you'd think like Ozil is the best player in the Premier League this season. He's a rumoured reject, effectively. And that's one thing I also want to add. Just because they're the best player in the league doesn't necessarily mean that they're even the top five in Europe. They're not world class. Yeah, yeah. Rumoured reject. Do not sell world class players <laughs> unless they're, they're comfortable sitting on the bench like Pinto was. But at the same time, Morata went to. Well, they don't sell it over over here though. But, yeah, but they, Mar- they sell him. But Morata's not world class either. He's a young prospect. I think think he's He's potential to be world class. Potential, Potential, of course. I don't think he's on that level. But if he was world class, they wouldn't have sold him because they would have been like, "Oh, you know what? We got Ronaldo." If he was world class, Benzema would have been in the starting lineup right now. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I don't think Benzema's world class personally. No, he's not. Of course, but he's a top player. Mm. But if they find someone better than him, they have no problem buying him. That's why at the same time, if should Mourinho come, that's for a different story. But we know for certain that Conte is probably going to manage Chelsea. There was a deal that was apparently to be agreed. Yeah, no, he's, he's there, he's there. He's there. you got Conte, you got Pochettino, less a degree you got Wenger. He still has he still has a name that 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 carries yeah. some carries sort of weight. 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 You got weight. and but mainly most importantly, you arguably got the best manager coming into the Premier League. This could really change where the quality of the Premier League is actually going to go. Because you're going to have a manager that has won the Champions League multiple times. That bring, that almost like every team that he's he's managed so far, which is Barcelona and um, Bayern Munich, he gets, to the, he gets to the semi-finals. At least you know that there's going to be a team that Pep Guardiola is managing that's going to be in the semi-finals. So, my, so with him coming in, I really hope that is like the trendsetter for the quality of the I mean, Premier the League thing, to come back and be seen as a force amongst the top teams. That's the thing, though. Just by name, everybody's gonna want to step up just so they can challenge exactly. with challenge him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, good result Watford and Bournemouth. True. There you go. <laughs> I really do believe that there will, there will be some top top quality players starting to come into the Premier League from. Um, no, some top players summer. Top players, players will come. Top players, top players will, come. will come, but you can't you can't not say they're on. I mean, all you need to do is look at Man City. No, Aguero, De Bruyne. I genuinely believe Tottenham have top, some top players. I think Arsenal have one or two top players. Um, I think City have top players. I think United even have some top players still there. The situation with United is that this, that the main players that are going to be coming up, where I think we're really in. When I don't look at United as a top four team or top four contenders, because we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. later. Right, cool. For me, it's simple as this: good. we have top players. Yeah. Barca, Real, Bayern, Juve have world class players. And Atletico Madrid. Don't forget Atletico Madrid. That's the biggest difference. And until we get to one of those players that we are should do one was it even the Champions League and they have a world class player. If, in my opinion. If they have magic, if those people get those players that have magic, then we start doing that as well. Completely. But you know. Back to me table. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad probably in general for a bit. Yeah, we too. <gasps> West Brom take a lead. West Brom take against who? Leicester. Oh, wow. here comes a choke. Here comes Tottenham's uh, re- um, oh, search the Premiership. Oh, anyway, I think we're on mid-table teams now because um, Liverpool and Newcastle they didn't play. Didn't play this weekend yeah. because of the because League Cup. We can talk about League Cup. The like, team Carlin, was bit, if you want, oh, man, yeah, I've got to say this. I'm sorry. I'm not, we're not going to talk about Premier. I want to talk about Carling Cup for a quick second. Let's go. Um, Raheem Sterling nah. is a very lucky man. Yes. Because I think I saw the chance that he had against um, Liverpool to really put them to bed. And I know Coutinho even scored the equal as I was watching the penalties a bit when I was um, at a bar on Sunday. And I just saw some of the penalties that um, Liverpool were taking. I was just thinking, what the heck is that? Oh, that's the thing though. They're penalties. They, they, they put they Lucas really... Lever. Who the host did they? Who was one yeah, I think Emery Chan was first. Emery Chan. He... Then Lucas. Yeah. And then it was... Um, it was another midfielder. I can't remember who it was. 
but no, they, they no, won- no, no one who you would um, expect to score penalties. Yeah. But did, I then mean, Sturridge goes Stur- up there crying. Apparently, Sturridge has cramps or something like that. That's that's why he didn't penalty. That's what Klopp said. He had cramp. Apparently, don't cry though. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a leaker. It, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just like Liverpool kind of got what it deserved in a sense that Chan took that penalty and he took it well. But I thought I feel like Liverpool players looked a bit overconfident in that regard. They're like, oh wow, look at the way he took the. The penalty is, especially Coutinho's one, that was so poor. Coutinho's penalty was so poor. If you're going to run and you're going to start, the oh, one so thing poor. you need yeah. to do is make sure you get in the corner. Mm. It has to be deep in the corner. From the time, he, when he started, you're like, oh, here we go. But you're thinking, okay, let's try and get, because some players pull it off. But when he stuck his foot in next to the boy, his left foot next to the boy, he swung his right foot, you saw the kind of... Um, it lacked power. The way he was going to place it. And it lacked it was power. so poor. That even if he tried to place it towards far towards the corner, it's too late. You it would have been a save. Mm. It would have been a save. It was so easy for the keeper. So easy, but you can't take. You got to give no, points to Caballero. He he had a great performance whole game, start to finish. Yeah, he, yeah, had, yeah. he had a great performance. But in those situations where number one, you don't even win trophies that often. And three years since they've won. Three years and the last thing you won was a league cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. At least try and do something. And to be honest, you're not in a position to be throwing that away because if you don't win that, you don't finish seventh, you don't get Europa League. I see. Oh, you don't, no, you don't finish sixth, you don't get Europa League. So, in that instance, take your opportunities and try in more, I think, in more than anything, impress your manager because you know that's not his squad. And you know deep down as a player thinking, okay, apart from Sturridge, I guess Henderson because he's captain and maybe one or two others and Mignolet because you give him a five-year contract. We're un- we're under- five years to be on the bench and, pl- for those and, plus, five years, and more than anything everyone saw that when Klopp took over from Brendan Rodgers everyone knew even at the beginning of the season when he got um, when he came in early after I think it was about seven games or so all, all over, came everyone back. knew that this season was basically like a bypass it's season a, for Jurgen Klopp yeah. and it's perfect for him because from next season he's got no excuse because you have a season to ingratiate yourself into the league, know how every team plays, and see what you what works and what doesn't work. We've seen glimpses of his style of football at its full potential early already. We've yeah. seen it. So we know that there's going to be players in the team right now that he's not going to want there from next year. So for you to play in that way and for you to take them certain kind of pennies and make them silly mistakes, how is that going to be better for you if you want to try and be a Liverpool Shall I stay as Liverpool as a playoff for the next, for the seasons to come? That's okay. the issue. I mean, we, we we expect that Klopp will improve his squad, but how far? Because I, I, I don't think the who's it? Ad, the Adams now? Uh, no, Henry's John Henry. He's John the Henry, he, he, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Henry. I don't think he's one for spending money. No, I think he'll give him the money, but I think the reason why they were so that Scobie's a massive overhaul though, so that's gonna it's gonna be massive. one one fifty. I think Tops. The, the reason why they were so keen on Klopp is because he has a history of buying players for such a low fee mm, true. and bringing them up to a high level. Um, but how long would they give him though? I don't give him as much time as he needs. I mean, it depends. There should on, be no reason to sack him unless he's going to get relegated. I mean, yeah, it depends on form at the end of the day. Because if he signs a lot of players and he's told, at the end of the beginning of the season, every man just told the owners what they feel they can give in terms of expectations. And then if the owners agree with that level of expectation, they'll say, okay, Go out and achieve that. So if he comes out and he says, "Cause he said, give me five years, and during those five years, I can win a Premier League title for Liverpool." Okay, so now three wasn't it? They said five. Oh, okay, cool. So, okay, so he said now, in three to four years. Oh yeah, three to four yeah. years. You're right. You're three right. to four years, Liverpool yeah. will be contenders for a title. So okay, so and now, I believe that. So you came through. Let's say let's say the season's right off. Now you're gonna use 
your first full season because I know seven, 77 games in but it's not his team and he's going to have yeah. a pre-season as well and he's going to have a pre-season mm. so True. now he has to start so let's say this is going to be his first full season this is chance to now establish them and try and make them a team that's maybe pushing for top four maybe getting that full, full spot because they're not on the level of a club right now that's not to say they're going out in the window by top players and if the players gel quickly and they're getting big big results then you can't count them out but he's still got a job to do because they've got a lot of deadwood there that wouldn't get into most teams in the Premier League. Exactly, but I think the main sorry, and I think the main I think the main thing that he should be doing, if I was a manager and you as a coach should um, let me know if I'm right, is that. If you look at if you look at the Liverpool team there, that there is good quality there. The issue for him, he has to find who are the who are the players that are staying, because. As much as and I'm I'm, a, I'm a, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to teams is the is the term overhauls. I necessarily don't believe that a team needs a big overhaul. And Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. If you look at Chelsea when Jose Mourinho first came in, he looked at the squad he had. He looked to that who who wanted to keep, and he added about three or four players. The next season they won the Premier League by a landslide. So I'm. You, you see examples of that. Even the first time that he came over, he added Drogba, Paolo Ferreira, um, yeah. Carvalho, Makaleli. Yeah. You add players into the team that, to, to the team, to the players that are already there that know the, core, the culture, the that, know, that know about the team and know how to play for the team. You add players to that and then you do it by year, by year, by year. You, there's no way, it's not, it's not, it doesn't make sense for you to... You say that now, I'm going to stop, but you say that now, but the culture back then is completely different to the culture right Understandable. now. John, they, they had John Terry and they had uh, Frank Lampard that yeah. knew the club yeah. and they had Wayne Bridge as well. And that Good knew Johnson as well. Good Johnson. They know the club. They mm. were there from the start. They they knew the culture. They knew what exactly Chelsea fans demanded of them. Yeah. Who can you say in Liverpool that that knows that culture? That's the point. They have no one. They have no, you can't they say have, Henderson. They've, they've lost. They've lost that. Henderson has passion. That's what he got. That's what he got. That's what he getting the captaincy from. Yeah. He had passion. That is true. That's the thing. That's the thing they do now because in Liverpool, the only player that had left was Gerrard. Now. They had they had this period. I think I think it was 06 or seven when Torres was there, and they had um, Finnan and all these guys. You know, like they're bringing through these J experience and saying these guys, but these guys are not of, the quality, not that, of the quality that you're expecting them to be. But, basically, but that's the Liverpool story, isn't it? Because after your Ian Rushes and all that, you had Owen come through, you had mm-hmm. Gerard come through. Mm-hmm. Those two were the only standouts. Carragher was already established at yeah. some point already, so you lost Carragher. And then you lost a couple others. Now, I'm not one to say because I'm I'm, I'm I'm not one to say um, it's the manager's fault in a sense because this for me, when Benitez came through, Benitez brought through a lot of foreign talent. Cool. I'm of the belief that if he found a talent that was worthy of being in that first team, mm. they would have played. Jay mm. Spearing was not worthy of being in that team, but he got games. This whole manager's act to bring in foreign players with a the media that's bringing that's not the that's yeah not it's the not case. the point no not cool not it's cool. like people like oh Mourinho it's like for Mourinho for example he likes youth at Chelsea that's what he said when he came through for second sport he liked youth you know, he saw um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek a couple of times every now and then but I don't think there was that one talent that you just saw and said wow this guy's ingratiating you straight away into the team because at Real Madrid he had Varane so he absolutely got rid of Pepe Pepe was sitting on the bench Casillas was not getting games. He wasn't afraid to drop big players if the youth was good enough to replace them. Mm. People forget that Jesse Rodriguez got his chance through years of Mourinho. So, he did. He got his first few chances through years of Mourinho. He got games. He probably got ingratiated into the team. Into the team. So, when Mourinho left, 
Oh, never mind. So no. I think like after the World Cup. No, Hesse Rodriguez, not James Hesse. Rodriguez. Hesse, okay, yeah, sorry, Hesse, sorry, Hesse, sorry, not, sorry, not James, sorry. Not James, not James. Yeah, so he, after he got his first shot and he showed himself, now he's a fixture in that team. So if the player is at least good enough to make an, a, some sort of impact on the, t- on the team, they'll get a chance. That's the problem we have here now. I think there is youth good out there good enough to make it. And the overhaul thing, that's where the problems come because Van Hal his overhaul was negative in the sense that he sold so many players and brought in so little that his backup is down youth. Now, to get the youth getting chances is great. Rashford getting two goals, no, four goals. We'll in get first to that later. No, no, but I know, I know. No. Getting four goals in his first two games is amazing for him. Mm. And now it's, it's like, okay, now he's proven himself. Maybe he's going to get more games. And if he gets more goals, he's going to become a fixture in that team. But that's what we need more of. It's not saying now, just keep forcing youth. That's never been the problem. It's never been about forcing youth. It's about how you bring them in. It's like Man City is signing Patrick Roberts, who's a very good young talent. Was. And then you bring him on for five minutes. What is the point? There's no football education in that. You can give them all the games they want on loan. You can give them all the games they want. But if they're not playing your team, if they're not playing your team. at the high level, it's like, oh yeah, he plays for Chelsea, or or May United, send him out to a Bolton in the championship let me get good um, minutes and then Sturridge went on loan to Bolton they'll say oh yeah but Sturridge went on loan to Bolton Bolton were in the Premier League, Premier League yeah. and they were still a fixture mm. in the Premier League Wilshire went to Bolton Wilshire went to Bolton as well you but got, they were got, Premier League teams it's, it's the same for Tom Cleverley at the time Tom Cleverley Tom who, who did um, he played for Wigan as well Wigan. Welbeck Welbeck went to Sunderland and he is about it's more about for me when it comes to loans it's more about I know we're going off topic as well but um when it comes to loans, it's more than just about you getting minutes. It's about you being um, getting getting specific experience in first team football. So that way, if your if if the aim of your player going on loan is not for them, is not to um, lessen squad numbers, but is to actually improve them. So when they come back um, during the summertime or they come back halfway through, that they can be available to play. So I think that's the issue with a lot of um, of the top teams that. Have, and how they've ingratiated youth into their teams, and, and it's been really crap. And that's that's the thing. So it's like, right now we talk about we talk about Man United being the only club that's bringing through some sort of youth. Arsenal have brought through Iwobi. Iwobi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the English the English win. The English win. Iwobi. Two a two a sense. Like a B candidate there. But but then what's the point? <laughs> but then what's the point? See, this this this, this one I'm scared of about Marcus Rashford. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point of him coming through, and then he's gonna get benched when Marshall and Rooney come back? Mm. They're better talents, Marshall and Rooney, clearly. But if you're not gonna give him game time, if he's not gonna get five minutes, I don't want to see him come on. It's that like you've got someone like Pereira, mm-hmm. with all the ability mm-hmm. to become a top player, potentially world class, if he gets the right development. But you're bringing him on for the last five minutes of the game. It makes it's no sense. It's pointless. It won't be. You're losing three. 3-1, three, 3-2, three, and now you're saying, okay, now I should bring him one. It's the 75th minute. He's not going to make an impact. It's a big game, but then Rashford's proven that if you give the youth the chance, these guys play like, with the freedom. They know there's no pressure on them. So That's always looking to impress as well. Exactly. So in regards to Liverpool and Klopp and the overhaul or potential overhaul or whatever, I don't, feel, I don't think he's a smart manager. I think he'll bring in three or four. Maybe sell five or six because they got a big squad anyway. Yeah. So he, yeah. So they can sell a couple of players and bring in a few players, but 
if he sees youth that's good enough, he'll bring them in. He'll and they'll be playing. I mean, he played. Who? I forget. I forget his name. There's the right winger. Jordan Ibe. Ibe. He plays him. He plays him. Yeah. So, so and he's still got Origi. Origi is a talent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's a talent. He's kept Origi. Origi got so much of a bullock in that League One and League, and um, rightly so because in the French league he was poor. But it doesn't mean he's a bad player. Mm. He had a bad loss period. But at least he went to a, uh, another country in their top league, top yeah, level yeah. league. It's not like Josh McEachern, who, by the way, I'm sorry, he had so much technical ability. Josh McEachern. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, he kept yeah. loaning that championship club, league mm. one clubs. He's not going to get the right progress there. He won football icon, wasn't it? Um, he won football icon. Yeah. And then he, he came, I think, second or third in one European golden boy. And bear in mind, he wasn't even getting first team football at Chelsea. That's the kind of player that he had at the club. Mm. But if you're not going to let him play the right football, it's like Gael Kakuta. You learn him out to um, the Liga, which is good. But then you, you don't you do not do this thing where... Ah, let's bring foot manager to this. <laughs> when you get a loan offer, they tell you he's going to be a valuable member or cover for cover, the first yeah. team. If a player's going to be cover, do not send them there. Because cover means if one or two players get injured, then that's when he gets his chance. He's not getting. He's, he's basically sitting on the bench doing nothing. It's better that you just stay with the under twenty ones and mm. you continue to play football. That's what. I that's f- it. And that's what I like about Klopp because when Klopp played, had young players at um, Borussia Dortmund, they either, either one got loaned out to a club in, in that same division, or they stayed on the bench and then they played a lot of games and they came one halfway through the um, the match, so start the second half, or he'll keep them. At the club, at the under one level, because if they were not going to get proper football anywhere, why would you send them out anyway? Mm. It's pointless. So, in regards to the overhaul, I don't see him doing too much, but players like I will get a chance again a lot more. And Man City, I know Pep will probably bring in his players as well. They've got an aging squad, so a lot of those older players will leave. You'll see a lot more money spent there. The question but, is, the question is, isn't what who is about if he's gonna if they're gonna sign starters or not. It's the same way if you look at United's situation. I think you know, like I think with United, they're in a real rebuild, rebuilding process, in not only the team and also identity. Um, so with, you look at um, like a Liverpool. You could put you could you argument can be made. You add free, free quality signings. Yeah. Title contender. Literally, because they've got good players, but it's just that in certain areas of the pitch, they need more quality. It's the same way, if you look at, everyone knows Arsenal's situation. You add a striker that can play, that Ozil can play off, aren't your fortunes going to change? I mean, it's it's the exact same way. You could certainly say Welbeck's proving that point as well. You've got the goalkeeper. Mm. You've got the goalkeeper now. I still think that you need Defenders. a reliable defender you need to, you, because your you, defense is, the defense the defense itself is still we're, we're, two top centre backs. I'm giving you. I, I'm not even going to go into in, into any any kind of rant. No, but you know the kind of defense that is needed. You you need a reliable leader at the back. You that's another thing. You need leaders, and I think that's something that they've lacked a lot. We'll get into that later. But in but in terms of when you're doing um, when you're going into transfer window, you're getting signings. It's about adding quality in the right places that the team that you have can be better. You can't you can't get a new eleven in the, in the, in the, in the space of a in the space mm. of a summer. It's about with the team that you have, what can you add to that team for that team to be better? Uh, just mm. one more point. One more point. Um, I'm just gonna give praise to um, Pellegrini quickly because we're still on this. this like, yeah, true. Brilliant. Yeah, because what I liked about we see he got criticism about the the FA Cup game in it, mm. but the players that he played here, yeah, someone like Falpala, because. 
Hi Dom. Okay. Just saying loads. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Someone like Fapala, if it was at another club, because we have to respect the FA Cup so much, you wouldn't get a chance. That wasn't disrespect. That team was good. Mm. The youth have talent. If they're dead to, to play, play them. They lost 5-1 to Chelsea. But that's because eventually, <laughs> that's because eventually, Chelsea's quality is shown through. But that's a valuable experience for those young kids. Exactly. You because at 5-1, they didn't, you, 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 I mean, we've witnessed it. Senior players losing 3-0, 3-1, and the heads are down. They don't care anymore. Mm. These guys, 5-1, they were still going for it because they had a point to prove. Mm. Falpala had a fantastic game. He was messing Ivanovic and Kale about for banter. So that's what I like about Pellegrini. I want to really praise him on that for showing the youth. And I don't think he's getting enough respect in this country. Not at all. So there you go. That's all. Being rounded up. <laughs> Being rounded up. We're going to go again to our debate on the uh, relegation battle now. Uh, I'll start with a match, but I'll, t- t- I'll tell you the, t- the teams I believe are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Start at 14th, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, uh, Swansea, Sunderland, Norwich, Newcastle and Aston Villa. I believe they're the ones in trouble. Villa, oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Villa's gone. <laughs> in trouble, you, you don't even need to mention Villa, I don't know. So okay, I, think, I think we're out of it. In trouble. But just saying for, honor, for any kind of honourable mention, that is an honourable. Yes, anyway. No, it's called the Championship Club. The Championship Club. So, Crystal Palace, they lost 3-2 yep. against West Brom. Somebody, a team that looked like they were, uh, they were going down. Is looked like they're going down, but of course Tony Pulis, yeah, rele- uh, relegation specialist. So, who's gonna stay up? I think first I'm, I'm just put it out there straight up. My bottom three: Villa, um, Norwich, and I have a Swansea or Crystal Palace. I see Newcastle or Sunderland doing something dodgy and staying up. Mm. I'm sorry, this is my first time actually having a really good look at the bottom of the table and it's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> Aston Villa are a certified championship team. Yeah. I think Sunderland haven't got enough to keep themselves up, to no, be honest, okay. to be completely honest. The question is who's going to finish 18th? Um, Newcastle, I want, <laughs> you know, you know, as um from a certain standpoint, you want I want them to be relegated because... I want um, Ronaldo to leave that team because um, I really believe in his talent. And but you look at that team in in general, they they're still a good team. If you get um, um, to a certain extent, um, in, in terms of the of I'm just blabbering on, in terms of the way they play. But um, you look at all the other teams that could fall down. You look at Swansea. You look at um, Norwich, and you're just thinking by name. You're just saying relegation already. So I think for me, my final bottom three will be. Aston Villa, Sunderland, Norwich. I can't see Crystal Palace. I really said I really think um, Bournemouth would do enough to stay up. No, they're winning right now against Southampton. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Ow. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, I know Aston Villa are gone, but Newcastle. I can't see them getting relegated. They're dodgy. I but the I thing is, they've been relegated. Plus they have How many times have they been relegated so far? They've been relegated twice and come back up, right? Or was once, it West Ham? Once, just once. It was West Ham West West relegated. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, yeah. I just don't see rele- I don't see Newcastle getting relegated. They won't. They won't. I don't see them relegated. <laughs> I think they'll do just about enough to stay afloat. They won't, they won't just about enough. I don't even think it'll be to the last day. 
I think they'll they'll sort themselves out somehow, some way. But they need to win more than six six games in the Premier League. City is is shit. not gonna cut it. They'll set up. I think they'll set up. Right, you think they're set? So we t- we t- these teams that are are here, they're uh, they 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 they've stayed in Premier League for quite a while. So Sunderland, uh, Newcastle, Villa, Villa are gone. We know Villa are gone. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Swansea have been here for quite a while as well. I mean, what do they need to do to improve for next year and to avoid being in a relegation New, battle? Newcastle's problem has always been capable defenders. Simple as that. Colaccini had his time and then this season he's been okay. But then it's not about him only. It's about the guys next to him. You can't stay up with Mike Williamson. You are not <laughs> going to stay up with Stephen Taylor. You're not going to stay up with Paul Dummett. You had... <laughs> you had David Santon, David Santon. David Santon, yeah. And then you sold him for ten million. <laughs> yeah. After buying him for ten million to the same club, and you pulled Paul Dummett as and you are for sorry for Yanmat. The fact that he has brilliant game after game after game and he's sitting next to three failures, pretty much. Let's just put it that way. It's true. That. It's embarrassing. Sunderland, you're not gonna stay up signing, f- and it's it's that it's that same old Sam Allardyce thing. 32, 33, 34, 35 upward year old defenders. Like when he's at Bolton, he's had Ivan Campo. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> you're signing John O'Shea. And John O'Shea. <laughs> you signed John O'Shea, yeah? And John O'Shea. John O'Shea, to his credit, done okay for me United, but then he was still in those quality players. So he's he's a versatility he's, player that shouldn't be starting. You bring, exactly. you bring in Wes Brown. So you have, you, you have fortunate players who are just. Sitting next to him, where's Brown? Who I'd see this, and this this is what gets to me, right? This was this what gets to me, yeah. Last season, was it last season when West um, West Brown um gave an assist to Alexis Sanchez? Yeah, yeah. So surely you want to sign better defenders, but no, you keep the same guy, and then you go and sign Jan Kershkov, who was at by minute for six months, and this so he was a fraud as well. So they sold him, and he doesn't want to. He's he's the latest defender out there. And when you ask him, that's what's wrong. Why did you sign this guy? He's like, oh, I heard he was a good defender. You heard. You are a manager and you haven't looked at your player that you're going to sign. At this level. That's embarrassing. We signed Bebe and at least I spent saw 15 minutes of him. At least he saw a, a, a clip of him. You oh. signing defenders who are poor. Hey, 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 it's hey, so hey, bad. Hey, 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 it's so a YouTube don't, compilation. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't ever mention Bebe in this podcast again. And then... And then and then who's who's um Costa Costa Pantelimon, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> that bloody Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> you sign it, you sign it. It's it's a, it's it's a joke. And then um who's Newcastle's? So who got injured? Tim Krul. Yeah. Tim Krul. Who's the goalkeeper now? <laughs> Rob Elliot. He's doing well. I don't. He's forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. But we talk about we talk about goalkeepers getting into their peak here. Yeah? And then at the late later years, fair enough. Yeah, but this is not that era, bruv. Noya's not forty. The hair's not thirty-five. Courtois not thirty-five. Courtois not thirty-five. These are the Ter Stegers is not thirty-five. The goalkeepers are getting younger. These mm. are the guys. These, these are the levels. But you know now. what the main issue is, yeah. The main issue with relegation teams and relegation battles is that they fail to learn from a lot of things. I think um, who was the team that was? I was getting onto them. I can't remember the team. It might have been Sunderland. I think. Um, the failure to look at your team, or even Aston Villa as well, the failure to look at your team and see where you were last year. 
and then you look from last year and say, what are we going to do to make sure that we do not get ourselves in this situation again? Making sure that you at least finish anywhere between 10 to 15 is a lot better than making sure that you're not around 18 to 20 for the whole year. So it's about the signings that you're making. What signings are you making? What additions are you making to make your team better? That's the issue with a lot of these teams. You look at Aston Villa, you look at Newcastle and you look at um, Sunderland. Who have they bought that's going to say, you're going to take us to a level that we can be above from where we were last year? They haven't done it. They put the same players. You look at John, like you said, John O'Shea, Wes Brown. They weren't doing a job for you last year. What's going to make the difference this year? Do you understand? Who can you put along with them? I'm shouting. Who are you going to put along with them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you going to put along with them that they can make sure that they don't make that same mistake? That's the issue with a lot of the lower league teams. And all the time. That's why they're never making any progress. How many years are we going to talk about Sunderland in rele- being in relegation battles? That's rubbish. You've got Sebastian Larson, a decent right midfielder who can. He's got a good quality delivery. He's got a good free kick. Best in the Premier League. So who do you put next to him? Valentin Roberge. <laughs> and you want to stay up? In fact, for that, I want him to get rid of the gear for that because that's banter. So, Swansea are struggling, but this time Andre Ayew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. <laughs> This time Andre, this time Andre Ayew, yeah. they got Gilfie Sigurdsson, yeah. who by God I hope he leaves this summer because he doesn't deserve what's going on right now. There's certain players at certain clubs that don't deserve that kind of stuff. But if you're signing players that make no impact, there's no different makers. Jermaine Defoe, yeah, he's scoring goals. What was the thing that when we called the podcast last time? He's not having it. Defoe's yeah. like, he's not gonna have it. Because man has been relegated before. He's not about that life anymore, bruv. As soon as he got relegated, what happened? On the same day he put in a transfer request. And he went Tottenham. But you look at certain teams as well. Let me give you an example. Like Southampton, yeah? They sell... A, they've sold... Since they've come into the league, they've sold a lot of their players. And they're bringing quality. They're still seventh. They're bringing quality. Because they're even though quality. even though they're not in the, the, the spot where they were, like last year or two years ago or whatever, yeah. they're still in a position that they can still get European football. They're adding quality to the team because we always used to think if they sold Adana, if they sold this player, they sold that player, they sold this player, how are they going to be able to stay afloat? Exactly. They're seventh right now. They started slow. They found their groove. You look at um, teams like Newcastle. Look at the teams that they had here, where they finished fifth. Yeah, you had Denver Bar. You had Papi Cisse. The players that you added in. You saw, you saw them do players. Papi Cisse is now a bench warmer. And he's talking about, as long as I'm playing football, I'm happy. Which is really cute and which is really great. But I'm talking about in terms of the quality that you're replacing them with, you're replacing them with trash with players that cannot play at this level and that can't play at this level on a consistent basis. You can't tell me that you're coming in the league as Aston Villa, a team that I know at one point was a really high competitive team and that you tell me that you've only won three games. You've only won three games this season. Are you kidding me? Mm. You deserve to get relegated. You deserve to get relegated. That you didn't... When Martin O'Neill left, that was your downfall from the time he left because he built that squad. And since then, no manager has come in to replace the players that he brought in to make the team better and to stay afloat. That's why you're getting relegated. It ain't, it ain't by surprise. It ain't, it's by design. You done it for yourself. This is this is this is not rocket science. This is logic, you know. This is common sense. You have a team. They do well that season. Let's make progress. And you sign Valentin Roberge. What are you bringing? <laughs> you, you play. You, you play Paul Dummett. I feel sorry for players like Jan, Jan and Via, bro. To be honest, but at the same time, it's his own fault that he's in that he's, situation. He's gone, anyway. he's gone for money. He knows he's gonna get. A, he knows he's gonna. He's, he's gonna, gonna kick as well. But at the same time, he's, he's a joke. No, he's in. He's in Ruby Kazan, isn't he? No, he's on loan. He's at Sunderland. Sunderland. No, he's at Sunderland. Ain't he on loan or something like that? No. Oh wow, fair enough. Is he on? Is it Sunderland? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 
They can just get relegated because they're just trash. I wish I wish there was like a, I wish it was at three ten. I wish it was five. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Honestly, no, because no, there's no seriously. There's a joke when you're not in the top four, but it's a different situation when you're in a situation that you can get relegated from the league that you're in. We're talking about a loss of money here. You look at the teams that have been relegated in the past. This is my last point. You look at Bolton. Where are they? Middlesbrough. Where are they? You look at Portsmouth. Where are they? Leeds. 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 Where are they? Sheffield United. You look at all these teams. Wednesday. But you Wednesday. Look at, you look at all these teams that were competing at a high level, but somehow decided to stop. And then you find out where you... That's where you're going to end if you don't bring a level of consistency in terms of investment when you get the chance. It's a joke. That's what it's I've got a to say. bloody joke. That was our relegation discussion. Let's go to the uh, potential winners of the Premiership. So, top four. So, like it's... I don't want to do this, but we're going to have to. So, <laughs> top four, of course. Leicester first. Tottenham second. Arsenal third. Fourth, Manchester City. Fifth is Man United, but we know they're not going to win the league. Let's let's go in sequence of first to fourth. First of all, okay. Oh, first so, to third because Messi pinned your finger. Yeah, so okay. Leicester won 89th minute against Norwich. That's that's title winning. Not form. Not form. But that's not, title winning. Um, not playing gravitas. well. Not playing well and getting the result. There you go. That's what they're doing. They've done that Simple quite a lot this season though. Simple as that. And the cross from Albrecht was no, brilliant. Beautiful. Actually beautiful. And, and Villa released him. Say no more. Okay, cool. <laughs> listen. Credit to them. Simple as that. I don't. It's it's the fact that Ujoa has scored. Well, I think that's like his third or fourth goal of the season. He hasn't scored many, but he gets but them in important moments. Exactly, and that's the important thing. So at least they're getting the result. And again, another clean sheet. Um, Kante was out, and they still played fantastically well. Mm. So I mean, I mean, you say that, but Norwich had a m- loads of chances. Yeah, but then that's Norwich for you. That's why they get relegated, son. <laughs> You gave me a son? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever said that. Um, but it's because... It's, it's just certain things. I guess that's Leicester's luck as well. And they're getting that good luck that they deserve. Yeah. With good form comes good luck. That's what I feel. And they've been in such good form that when they need to prove their mettle... Because these are tough games. There's no easy game in the Premier League. It's, it's that simple. So when you can get a home win like that, not playing so well... It just proves that you're doing well, and that's what I say about Leicester, man. They're still top. I mean, what more can I say about them? I've given them enough praise as it is this season. Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, <sighs> oh, when the Spurs go marching in. Yeah, we'll t- we can talk. Yeah, Spurs. Oh, I forgot about that shit. Spurs. 2 1. 2 1 winners. I forgot, you know. <laughs> Purposefully. Jokes aside, people need to stop forgetting about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I'm going to get on. You can, uh, no, I'll let you go. Okay, go, go. You can go. Alright, so basically. If anyone that's listening to this, I don't care if you do a podcast, I don't care if you're on Sky Sports News, I don't care if you're on BT Sport, I hope you're on BT Sport. I don't want anyone on BT Sport from listening listen to this. But anyway, um, point being, right? If you're talking about the title race and you're talking about the teams in first, third, and fourth, you're a mug. You're a mug because you can't have a team that's two points off top and say they're not in the title race. Oh, because it's typical Spurs. Typical Spurs. It's not typical Spurs. Well, fourth or fifth at this stage. And they would have lost two or three by now. Mm. This is not typical Spurs. What more do they have to do for people to understand just how much of levels they are right now? <laughs> they are that good. They've got a top goalkeeper. Talk to me. They've got a top defense. I don't. I don't care if people don't rate 
um, Kyle Walker and Danny Rose. No, they are no, in the full of their no, life. No, you don't talk about no, 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 that's the situation. None of them have got a top defence. They've got the best defence in Premier League. Simple as that. In the Premier League. They've got the best defence in the Premier League. They've got that title, title winning defensive um, record that we're talking about. And the thing about. is, and the thing is, and the, the thing that's made, that made me, that won me over with Spurs is that everyone's chipping in. Yeah. It isn't just about, it isn't just about. I mean, their goal scorer, <clears throat> Nasser Chadley, came off the bench. Yep. Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Well. Left back. And the, stat, the, the thing is, when we talk about clubs um, getting certain positions, we always say there's always that one player that has the major influence. So when we talk about them, we say Harry Kane. But the stats already show it. Harry Kane could not, didn't have, wouldn't have to play any of these games and they'll still and be where they are right now. That's how crazy that's, that they're playing right now and the level that they're playing. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of building your team year in and year out. Pochettino's been there for two years and now look where they are. I, you can't tell me. I don't. There's not another manager in Premier League history for me that I can I can recall. Yeah, that is doing what they're doing right now with Tottenham. Basically, if they win the next game, if I'm correct, I think that's the first time they've won six games straight. I think so. I think so. They're on fire right now, literally, and they've only lost three games. And that's another thing. So what? So I personally think them they're, they're my own odds-on favorite to win it. I still give it Man City. A Man City a chance because I know how Man City are coming close, coming close to the end of the season, and teams can bottle it. I.e., Man United and Liverpool in the, in the two times that they've won it. But when you look at um, Tottenham as a team, they they play great defensively. They play great football. They have goal scorers in almost every position. Somehow, some way, they are going to score. You get what I mean? And plus, they have a great manager. So when you're looking at all the other top four teams. I'm, I can't see anyone right now that's gonna that's gonna be top them more than um more than um more than the Spurs. Yeah, never can I. I can't. Leicester are doing great. Honestly, they're doing absolutely amazing this season. What they're doing this season is beyond comprehension, basically. But when you're talking about a team that when it's gonna matter most in the end, the only team that I see coming out of this is Spurs, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't got much. Say. The fact that they didn't even play well, another team that didn't play well, and they got the result at the end mm. of the day. Simple as that. I mean. People keep this. It's like, oh yeah, Tottenham won't be in it. You got people like Paul Mercer who's paid to talk. He won't be. They won't be in it. The Spurs will eventually fall off. I hope they win the league. That'll, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not even just a laugh at Arsenal fans because a lot of teams in this fans all over the country disrespect Tottenham a lot. Talk to me. So for them to win the league would just to be the ultimate throw in the face of most most people, most people because they've been like, oh yeah. Oh, they don't, they don't need no bail. They need Van der Vaar. They still finish fifth. Da, 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 da. You're saying, but you're saying all that, but you got to look but, at the rest of the quality of the team. Exactly. If you look at the team now, you look at it from its standpoint. Dembele is playing like Fulham Dembele. I mean, that's the thing though. Like Tottenham, they don't have a standout star. No. I wouldn't even call Kane a standout star. They have a group of tight-knit, well-rounded football players. What? That's it. No, but, what, not world-class, but just below world-class. But, but, what, what, what were we talking about earlier? Core. Yeah, 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 completely. Loris, top class. Alderweireld. Look at this spine. Ericsson. And Yamatonga has been there for years. Game. He's solid. Top class, and that's what they've got. And then around that, they've got a academy very players, good team. Mm. academy players, and smart spending, smart spending. This is what I want from managers. <laughs> this is what I want from managers. This is not hard. And that's you've made a champ, a title contending team. Out of, of a, out of a running joke. Out of a running joke. Honestly, that's what you've done. And, and 
<laughs> if people don't realise now that the fact that you see this is the thing yeah, Tottenham are they're scumbags in a sense they're, they're from the, um, the board upwards right? they're scumbags in this sense they said oh we're building a new stadium so we won't get that much money to spend thinking that we forgot that they've got a billionaire owner and money is coming into the Premier League and if we didn't pay for the stadium that they're going to build there's no, debt. there's no debt this is not an <laughs> no. Arsenal situation there's no debt they're, it's, they're paid for it's it. not shared it's not one of the situations where it's shared owners like Arsenal it's not that kind of situation they've paid Tottenham it. Are coming. No, no, listen, listen, listen. They, listen. Their listen. they started building. Their money's done. Honestly, they don't, they to everyone listening to this, I know you don't like it as an Arsenal fan, but honestly, if I, we're going to get into Arsenal later and I'm going to say my piece then, but I'm telling you, Tottenham Hotspurs are coming. The the deals that they've got in place with certain brands and memberships, the, the new stadium that's coming in, the new money that's coming in, the team that they've already got, you're trying to tell me that they can't get top class players now? Exactly. And they've got with a Champions League, if they win the Premier League with Champions League, the quality of players that you're going to bring in, I'm talking about in terms of how Pochettino manages his transfer dealings, they can be a really successful team. I don't see them falling off. We're going to see a new top four in the Premier League. I'm excited. And I genuinely think my last my last point on this one, my I genuinely think they're going to sign one really top class player. I don't know what position, but because what it has I to see, be a winger. What I see for them is. They've got a manager that's not only smart and great with signing players, but he's also got a name that carries weight mm. as well. He's a legend. He had a great footballing career. So now people are going to be like, oh, Pochettino, I remember him. I used to watch him. He used to be a great footballer. What's he doing? He just he just maybe finished first or second with Tottenham. Wow. The same Tottenham that, and people will be like, okay, the, same, the Tottenham team that um, blitzed, um, was it Inter Milan? In the yeah. Tampa League? The reputation of Tottenham is there. They've always had that reputation. They they're a big club. I hate when people don't call them. They're a big club. They went people like Man people like to call Man City a big club. When they went to Asia last year and they done that that international tournament, Tottenham had a lot more fans than Man City because they're known. Mm. They've got a lot of fans in America. It's Tottenham's history. So watch out. That's what I'm saying. Watch, watch out. out. I mean, you 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 guys have been waiting. You've been waiting patiently. So I, I, I have to praise you on that. I mean, you can adjust your seats, get comfortable. Hey, can I get can I get a core original? Just one, yeah. A core original, so Dorito. There you go. You can you can eat a Dorito. So for the crumbling sounds, isn't it? That's it's all right. I think I think they're gonna let go. They're gonna they're gonna be fine, knowing what's coming next. No, let's go. It's cool. Gonna go. See what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave the room, so I can get a charger. I believe that five minutes of work will go on. Before I come back. No, you're not so, going nowhere. You have to stay here. I'll stay. Don't worry. I'll come back. I'm getting a charger. I'm getting a charger. Otherwise, this goes off and the podcast is gone. All right? <laughs> so, yeah. Arsenal Man United. Finish 3-2. Boys, have your fun. Okay. Okay. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Um, so, I'm just going to go on to Arsenal as a whole right now. Right? So, for you guys that are listening, this is what I said to people last yesterday. I, I had to rip in so many people because they didn't understand it. So, this is it for me. Talk I'm, I'm going to start with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Right? This is when you start to set levels in life. Everyone says to everyone, oh, when you do a certain job, you do something in your life, you set your own standards in life, right? So, when you face Barcelona and you lose 2-0 and all I'm hearing is, oh, we lost to the best side in the world, we showed great commitment, you sound like an added part, you said. And I'm going to explain why. Because if you think for one solitary second that a Man City, even if it hurts me, it hurts me to say that, but a Man City, a Man United or a Chelsea will lose to Barcelona and then go and say, oh, we gave great commitment and say, that's fine, that's poor. To lose to Barcelona is no shame. 
people lose to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lose to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got the best front three. People lose to Barcelona when they don't have chances. We had five. No, but this is the thing. Barcelona didn't have to even get our first gear to finish no. you off. And that's the difference. Like, it's just like, you watch them and we're watching the game and like, I, I thought like they were toying around with Arsenal to an extent. It was like, you know, they had how many chances, Messi's running on goal thinking, why not shoot? Neymar has a chance to shoot, he passes Suarez. It's not necessary, but they were doing it. But to come out of a game like that, right, where, and this is it for me, you went a season on beer. The next year, you finished second, won the FA Cup. The next year, you won, you went, no, you didn't win. You were Champions League runners up. And you've now got to the level, 10 years later, saying, uh, we show great commitment. We tried hard. Like your team that's mid-table facing the Barcelona in a, a pre-season friendly. It's poor. It is poor. And then you come into this game. You come into this game. And I wasn't confident about Mane again anything from this game. I'll tell you straight up. Because not only have we we've got so many injuries, but we haven't been in the greatest of form. I don't count beating Midgetland and um, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Yeah, I could have I could have Michigan. I could have Michigan. I had a guy that called him Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even matter what the name is, right. but it doesn't yeah. even matter what the name is, but continue. Right. You, you, I don't count that as fun because those are teams that you should you should be beating. You know, if you have to face those kind of teams six, seven games in a row, you beat them. That's fun. For me, beating beating two teams is not fun yet. That's not fun. You've won two games in a row. Well done. Well done. That's not fun. You've come into this game and you've lost to Boston fair enough. But you've had time. You were at home as well. So it's not like you travel to Boston and you're going to be tired. Or you've come into this game and you've played so damn poor. 3-2 is not a true reflection for me of what of I've what, witnessed. what witnessed in that game, yeah. Because the only times you scored was when United scored. So if you scored two, then you scored immediately after. Then you scored another, then you scored immediately after. And people always say in football. There were responses. Yeah, the responses. People are, teams are weak um, straight after they scored. So you took advantage of the situations. But a team that's playing Carrick and Blin centre-back, and then Rojo played, what, 51 minutes? Varela getting him in a red card within the first five minutes. and I'm going to get to now, it later, but I'll let you continue because I'm going to get pissed off. It's, it's a joke because I can't, I can't accept watching an Arsenal team who, for me, like I said it two, two or three years ago, right? May United and Arsenal used to be top two and finishing second was a shocking... Premier League season for either of those clubs, right? And it's now got to the point where you're now saying you're finishing fourth and your manager, who won three, was it three Premier in his first seven, seven years? Is now, and he went unbeaten a whole season. Is now coming to tell us that fourth place is, is like a trophy. That's a that's embarrassing. Solskjaer said about May United recently, I think it was like two or three days ago, he said it's undignifying that May United are trying to fight for fourth place. It's embarrassing. These are levels that you set. You went unbeaten, FA Cup, Champions League runners up, and now you're saying that it's, it's it, 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 what? It's, the question, um, the it's question is, where have you progressed? This, and that's, that's the thing, there is no progression. And it comes back to that manager. You see, I, I always say this, I've, I don't know how many times I've said this on the, the podcast, as a manager, uh, as a coach, sorry, I don't like blaming coaches and managers for situations. But if you have been in a job for 20 goddamn years, finishing top four time after time, which obviously means during that point in the season, you were in a title race and you've won three Premier Leagues, three and five FA Cups, and you want me to call you a legend, you must be bantering me, mate. Because 
When Chelsea got money, May United were finishing third. You were finishing second. You should have been the club to then challenge them and progress, right? Sats Ferguson was now buying your Ronaldo's, your Andersons and that. He saw progress coming through, right? You had Patrick Vieira. And after Patrick Vieira, he sent Denilson. And it's like... I mean, it's like... It's like you had you came in at a time in that was nineteen ninety seven. You came in nineteen ninety seven, and you yeah. won, he won this. He won the Premier League his first season, did he? So that's for, uh, that's got. First full season, yeah. First full season, right? And who were your defenders there? Tony Adams, Nigel Winterburn, um, Lee Dixon, players that were technically good, but they were so good defensively. And then you now who you signing? Pascal Sigan, Squillacci, Sylvester. No, 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 you have to think. Um, no, what you think? You have to, you have to think. You have to go back all the way to '97 when when he had that that setup, and the reason they were the reason we won the league twice. But the thing was, the defenders he was bringing in at that time were poor choices. He bought in Grimandi. Grimandi. Do you know how bad Grimandi was? And that's the and that's my point. And that's my point. And this is why I I've I've been feeling that it used to make me angry back in the day. Yeah, when when we still had. Um, when we still had Sats Ferguson, right? And people were like, oh, comparing the two. And it's like, do you not look at the calibre of players that they've signed? Don't get me wrong. I was thinking Sats a great player. He signed Burkham. He signed Henri. He didn't sign Burkham. Oh, he signed Burkham, didn't no. he? Right, he signed Henri, though, right? Signed Henri. He got Fabregas from a young age. He signed Van Persie. And those guys became very high-level players. But it's like, it's, but think about the thing we, we criticised Brendan Rodgers for. He signed one or two good players for Liverpool and the rest were trash. Compare that. Compare Wenger's record. Gr- you said Grimondi. My, do you know my my memory of Grimondi was getting turned six two by six one by against us. Was who was it? Was Nicky Butt? Nicky Butt turned. Yeah. You got oh, turned by Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt defensive before the round on the right wing and made you look like an idiot. And it's like, okay, your trust with are poor, but you're still finishing top four. But you're not making a challenge. And how many times that you're gonna sign weak-minded footballers? Because there's two seasons in the last 10 years that we've come to mind where you say Arsenal were pushing for the league and the same happened and they switched off and then it was over. Eduardo's injury. You have your, your captain. You can see the penalty and he goes back to his, he goes to the other side of the, the pitch and sits down and he's not even watching it. He's watching the Birmingham fans and they're looking at him thinking, they, they, what, watch the game again. Like, they weren't even mocking him. They were looking at him thinking, what kind of captain are you? I mean, they had their best player was Christoph Dugary. He wasn't even fantastic, but they had players. James McFadden was quite good. He was alright. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair play. Fair play. But you can't, you can't be, you can't be doing that, and you can't be sending captain after captain after captain after captain after captain. No, that's the thing though. When he when he appoints captains, he doesn't appoint captains based on leadership skills. He appoints captains based on the fact that they, he knows that they're going the next season. Yeah. He's trying to keep them there. Or the talent wise, so. Who was uh, was Vieira left and you made Henri captain? Is Henri a leader in any sense? Not at all. The fact that he scores goals for you. No. And then um, you give it to Galas. I don't know how, why the hell he earned it. They get to Van Persie, someone who's been injured for the past no, eight you, years. You, you get somebody else. Fabregas. There you sorry, go. No. So, sorry, Fabregas. And you give it to Van Persie, who was injured the previous eight years, and you give him the captain's armband because he was there the longest, not because he was a leader. And you give it to Mertesacker, who I'm gonna Arteta. Arteta. Oh, Mert. oh, sorry, I forgive. Wow, Arteta, who was even in captain at Everton, and then. And then you go and give it to Mertesacker. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to be straight up. But I don't care if he's won a World Cup. I don't care if he's played for Germany. He is a bystander in that squad. Simple as that. He's nowhere near being the best defender in that squad. Boateng and Hummels are miles above him. He's, 
He's not of the quality. And then you want to win a league. We've been saying for years, Arsenal saying one more player in this position. One more, and with that one position we're talking about is defensive midfield, right? So you got Coquelin, who's done a decent job for you guys, but he came from Charlton loan, right? So you bring back Flamini. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. If you're going to sign El Nene, what's the point of now playing Flamini above him? And more than anything, if you're going to challenge for the league, surely in January you're going to sign a top-class player. Because when El Nene got signed, it wasn't you. You're fine. You're, you're not an Arsenal fan with idiotic behaviour, right? <laughs> When <laughs> continue because I haven't said anything yet. When El Nene got signed, yeah, I was being told, "Oh, he's a good place." Won um the Swiss league. Okay, cool. He won the Swiss league. If he was that good, Barcelona have sold him for five million. He's not a title-winning player. He's not a player that's gonna make the difference. Players that make the difference go for twenty-five million upwards. Now, simple as that. This team that you've got right now is a joke. We talk about Petr great goalkeeper. I'm not gonna criticize him. Monreal of the standard. I used to hear stuff like, "Oh." When Sass Ferguson leaves, he's not leaving a great legacy. Look at the players leave. Age squad. Is Gibbs is Gibbs quality? Is Gibbs quality? Is is Ramsey that high level that we should people were comparing to scores a couple of years ago that shut down very quickly? Theo Walcott, who has been the 10 years, no, 11 years, not 10 years, 11 years. He hasn't even scored 90 goals for Arsenal. I'm not talking about Premier League. I'm talking his whole career. Someone that says, I need to be a striker. I need to be a striker. And your only time when you got a memorable, memorable, proper performance was against Newcastle when you popped them 6-3. But then that's Newcastle. They have pulled dummy at left back. Then that's all you have to say about that. So, so... Uh, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, it's like... Not only is the management stupid, not only is the board stupid, but then you have to come to the fans. And see, I'm glad I'm sitting here with you because you don't chat shit. Levels, you'll say it straight. You're not ones that cause Koscielny world class. You, you know, Koscielny's not nowhere near world class. He's banter. So, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you're gonna sign a Barcelona and Real Madrid rejects, yeah, are they world class? So, why am I here and they're world class? Sanchez has scored six and 27, 27 games this year, mate. Is he, is he world class? Is he supposed to be making a difference? You criticize Giroud, Giroud gets fair criticism at times, yeah. But for a 20, was it 15, no, 12 million striker. Yeah. 12 million pound striker getting 20 goals a season. That's damn good. That's damn good. That's what Hernandez was doing. He was 7 million, only 5 million difference. That's the kind of bracket you're talking about for 20, 20 mm. league goals. If you want a world-class striker, you spend more. Go and spend more. Don't complain. Oh, we, we need world-class strikers. And then when Giroud scores goals, they're like, oh yeah, Giroud's reaching. Someone told me Giroud's reaching that level. I remember before they get Barcelona game, someone told me, oh, I'm not going to mention his name. I don't need to mention his name. He listens to the podcast. And he knows I'm talking about him. I don't need to mention his name. Yeah. He said to me, yeah, he had the nerve to say to me, oh, we can beat, I'll show you this, I'll show you this for Barcelona can beat Arsenal because Barcelona don't have a midfield. Coquelin and Ramsey will overrun them. What happened? What happened? What happened? It was clear for everyone to see what we saw it on BT Sport. What happened? It's a joke. It's a damn joke. And that's the levels that you are right now, that you're using to Barcelona and you're saying, no, we show great commitment. Well, well, well done. Well done for knowing now knowing your level. Because if you, you're, you're criticising Tottenham for years, say Tottenham, Tottenham's day or whatever you call it, yeah, you call, that mind the gap banter and they're sitting, they're sitting comfortably in the title race, yeah, they're sitting comfortable in the title race, you lose to, do you know how bad it is for you? You lose to them and we win and we're four points behind you and you are laughing at us for sitting fifth. So when then what happens? What happens if you guys go on a stump and you finish fifth? We finish the top four. We're Arsenal then. Oh, you guys are on t- Channel Four. Oh, we beat you. We beat you. Oh, you're Barcelona. Oh, yeah, but where are you guys? It's like where your argument is now. 
Is that what you are? Is that what you are now? You're one of those clubs. You're a mid-table relegation club. Oh yeah, we won. We're seventeenth <laughs> now. You're eighteenth. Congratulations. That's what you are. That's what you are. Is Venga? Oh, what was it? Venga said. Oh, um. <laughs> 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 yo, yo. What was it? Venga said. Oh, um. We're gonna show great fight for all the criticism. Are you? Are you Alan Pardew? Are you? Are you Sam Allardyce? Are you Steve McLaren? Uh, <laughs> like, it's a joke. We're gonna use the criticism to show that we have the fight. The fight to win the Premier League. The fight. You know what? Uh, uh, hey, Derek, take it away, bro. Okay, okay. Okay, pissed off. Pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what? Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, speak much. I'm just gonna say these facts. Um, it ain't. This ain't because I hate Arsenal. This isn't because um, I'm a Man United fan. This is just a situation of just bringing clarity and realisation. You've got to see how it is. Since 2006, your team has not been a team that's been able to compete at the highest level in the Premier League and challenging for a title. You've already done that twice. You've never been top of the table in either March, April or May. Um, and I think the biggest issue with Arsenal for me has been, and I think a lot of, and this is where I have some sort of sympathy for fans, is the inability to spend in the transfer in the transfer window? Now, if you look at now, if you think about it carefully, if you look in um, during two thousand and six, since two thousand and six, since Henri's left, since the, I call it the reason why I call Arsenal Wenger's first eight years the Henri era is because it was dominated by the man that is Thierry Henri. He is the reason why you have three Premier League titles. Um, the, the multiple FA Cups, getting to the Champions League final, winning the league unbeaten. He's your reason. Since the Henri era, what has Arsenal been? I'd but say since the Burkamp era, to be honest with you. Even since the Henri, the Burkamp era, then both of them, both, both of them, them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them together. Since that era, I'm talking about, you look at the players that they had. Arsenal Wenger had a squad that he that was built. He was one of the first <laughs> few managers in English football to bring in foreign players, right? So you look at how he ingratiated all them players and how he brought in all them players and how they became a squad that could compete on every single level. Not necessarily always Champions League because they always came they always came short. But you knew that the Premier League was, was the best league at the time anyways. You're in a situation now where the league is not that great. You're in a situation now where Man United is out of the equation. You have not got Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson to face no more. You haven't got Jose Mourinho to face anymore. But you got Pochettino, you got Claudio Ranieri and you still can't win the league. Now, he, now, and then, this is this is my issue with Arsenal. This is my issue with Arsenal fans when I talk to them. My, when I talk to them, I talk to them in the sense of, of pure common sense and from perspective. you got to see how it is. You can't tell me, yeah, that Giroud is a good striker. He's not the striker that's going to take you over the edge when it matters most. The issue with Arsenal is that, they, that, they, that their core is so young and they're so inexperienced in terms of winning. They have no real winners. The only real winner there is Czech. I thought when Czech came, that was the start of many things. You didn't buy no one in the summer. That was the beginning of your downfall already. You got to look at you got to say, you got to say how it is. You look at Sanchez, six goals in twenty seven games. I understand he's been Copa del Rey, but you should see that and understand that there should be players that should be able to fill in the gap for him when he's injured or when he's not been available. You haven't got Santi Cozola, but who's you got? You got Coquelin. Coquelin is all purpose defense and athleticism. That's it. He has not got no passing ability. He has not got awareness of the pitch, but he can defend at a high level, and I credit him for that. But he's not one of the best defensive midfielders. In in the league, no way. You got El Nene. What's the reason of buying him if you're not going to play him? Pointless. What's the Pointless. reason? Pointless. You got Ramsey, who has failed to show any any sign of the form 
Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go from player. To, I'm gonna go from player to player. You look at do Bellerin. It, do Bellerin it. is do a it. young Barcelona prospect coming to your team. He is going. I guarantee you, he's going to be a top prospect in years to come. But whether he's going to be at Arsenal or not, it depends on what you do in your investment in the transfer window. You look at Kashani. Kashani is in his thirties. Kashani is a good defender at best, but he's flawed in too many aspects defensively. You look at Mertesacker. Mertesacker is very slow, but positioning wise, he's very good. You understand? In some aspects. In some aspects, he has good positioning in some aspects, aspects. but he isn't the, isn't the greatest of defenders. Palista can't speak English. <laughs> that's that's what you got to say about that. That's what you got to say about that. Listen, you, you look at your, you look at left backs. Monreal has become a, has has grown into a very good player. You have a player there that you can keep for the years to come. Cool. You look at Ramsey. Ramsey, who has failed to progress since he's been at Arsenal since coming back post injury. He had the first half of the season. I know, guys, where he scored fifteen goals and he was really great. Got injured, came back. We ain't heard from him since. You look at you look at Mesut Özil. Mesut Özil is having the career, the best um, season at Arsenal right now at this moment in time. Eighteen assists, still a non-factor. You look at Sanchez right now. Scored six in twenty-seven games. Non-factor. You look at your right midfielder, your right wing. You got Joel Campbell, who is a youth prospect that came through. He's older now, plays some starting games, but he isn't the kind of player that you need to take you over the edge. You got Olivia Giroud. Which players have I said in your starting lineup that you can honestly try and tell me that your team is good enough to win the Premier League, even this Premier League? Because obviously you can't do it. And that's that's another thing about Arsenal. I'm sorry, because you're on that point. Like someone like Oxley Chamberlain, who. To be fair, has not has many non-factor. He hasn't made much progress either himself. Non-factor. But you, you, we all know he's got that ability in him. He's got the potential, right? So then, when he's fit and Joe Campbell's fit, tell me why or why I've seen Ramsey start right me through the season. That's poor man management. I don't. There's there's no excuse for it. But that's that's the thing. Arsene Wenger is a man of excuses. Oh, we can't spend money because we're paying for <clears throat> we're paying for the stadium. A stadium that you told us we're going to make you financially possible, make it stronger for you in the transfer market to buy players because and we're going to fund you. And to add to so that, then, if on. you're paying for that, what, I mean, what, 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 I mean, what is it? Was it? Was it? We, we moved to a stadium, then we're going to just struggle for years, which is stupid anyway. Because if you want to be a top level club, you won't do that to you. You won't move until you're actually able to move and still be and the, strong but, enough. But you know the issue is the issue is what I'm what we're trying to say here. What I'm trying to say here is is that because. How about we put it like this? I'm going to put it like this so everyone can understand. For you to be able to pay for this Emirates, you have not been able to challenge for the title in the way you would. So therefore, Arsenal have deteriorated from the big club standard that they were once named. That's what's happened. The issue with a lot of fans is that they fail to realise that. You have not challenged for the title convincingly in years. Years. Arsenal, and the reason why I'm doing that because Arsenal have failed to build a team during transfer windows. And the time that you have money, you buy no one. So where are the excuses? There can't be any more excuses anymore. Because what I'm saying is, unless, this is the issue with Arsenal. Arsenal play great football. Arsenal, I happen to like Arsenal. Personally, I happen to like the way they play. They play great football. They're a joy to watch. But they're never going to win the league. I know this. They're never going to win unless you go in the transfer market and you invest in the right players. It's not just about buying world-class players. There are players in your team that are just not good enough. For this level, they're just not good enough. And the reason why for you to sit there and call people like Kishoni world-class is a complete insult to all the world-class players that there are in football. You have to complete nerf, insult. You have to, to quit world-class but then say PK is not a great, a great defender. My 
issue is the same. If you're not competing on the Champions League level, on the Premier League level, on any other level, you can't call me. You can't try and tell me your players world class. You can't tell me that you got world class players and you're struggling third when you were first in the beginning of the year. You come through in the beginning of the year. You've lost to Chelsea. They're 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 fourteenth. You lost to Man United. They're struggling. You can't beat the top teams when it matters. When it comes to top teams, your teams bottle it. That's the issue with Arsenal right now. My issue is not because of uh, because I hate Arsenal. I hate Arsenal fans. That's my issue. My issue with Arsenal is that they fail to realise for them to proceed and for them to progress and to be the team that they were back in 06, 05 and 04 and years prior is that they need to reinvest in their team. Their team is not that good. That's all I've got to say about Arsenal. They're dead. Simple as that, really. I mean, I, I don't know what I'll say about Arsenal, bro. You, just you said everything else. I'm just saying the point that they're dead and that they need to reinvest. That's the issue with Arsenal. Need to reinvest. I mean, I have a funny thing. You've said every, no. You have said everything. So I won't. I won't add anything. Nothing else to add. Nothing else to add. To be honest with you. Um. So let's go for it. Title winners. Spurs. Yeah. Spurs. Spurs yeah. Two going for Spurs. Three going for Spurs because I believe Spurs are going to do it this year. That. Hurts me more than you can imagine, oh, yeah. and I only have to blame one man. It's your manager, Arsene Wenger. And you know what? Your 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 board are such bottlers that if they sacked him when they should have sacked him maybe two three years ago, the two managers that you could have got are now one sitting at Liverpool and one's about to move to Man City. And the issue, congratulations. With, and I think the issue is for me, is that it's not a, not a situation of sacking the manager. Wenger's great with money. Let him stick to that aspect. Bring someone else in that can that can manage this team. Because to cause I'm I'm telling you right now, for them to for you not to be a title challenger for so many years, and the only time you start to realize, oh, we're not title challenging, is coming around this time. It, it leaves you deluded every single year. You can't be the guy that thinks a FA Cup is gonna keep you quiet. An FA Cup can't be enough. So I'm just saying. For Arsenal to proceed, they need to they need to invest, and you haven't invested, and that's your issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Marcus Rashford, Rashford, congratulations on your two goals. I hope you pass the chemistry exam. Shout you out. Yeah. The guy, the, the guy that scored two goals against us had a chemistry exam the next morning. I yeah. hope he passed it still. He My did. Goal. Full. Yes, but Full well, done, well done, man. I ain't got much to say, but try and get fourth, please. I could talk about Man United for a while, but it just depends on time. Ah. I'm tired of Man United. Tired of Man United? I am. Tired of Man United. Uh, two minutes, let's go. Two minutes. Yeah. All right. All I've got to say is this. OVG has to leave at the end of the year. That's a given. New players need to be brought in. That's a given. <laughs> yeah? Somehow, some way, Man United needs to find the level of consistency that they had under Sir Alex Ferguson. I think that's been the biggest issue. Um, Edward Wan needs to see, stick to money and stop thinking about football affairs. He knows nothing about football. If not, you should just sack him and fire him. Bringing in Moyes was a big mistake. I just had to say that for the for the reason that I had to say that. Um, but more than anything, Man United right now are really in a bad place in terms of where they are as a contender, as contending for even Europe. We're not even that great no more in terms of that. I can see that right now already and know that my team is not at a level to be considered title contenders. You can't look at Man United right now and say they're title contenders. Um, so for me, I think whatever happens this season, happens this season to be completely honest. And I just think that in the summer, you need to really look and invest from the board starting before you even get into management. Because if Ed Woodward is still working on football affairs and the next manager comes in, there's not going to be any difference of what's happening right now. So I think a director of football needs to be brought in. A director of football needs to be brought in. And then a new manager should come in and take the helm. And then we'll see where we go from there. But that's what I've got to say about United. There's nothing positive to say about United at all. 
Top bins, Michael. I mean, the only guy I'm giving you is Barahinos. Yeah, Barahinos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would, I would have given it to you. Oh, I've got to rip into Koshoni. Oh, Another time. The coward. Another time. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll probably get him next week anyway. So there yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Barahino. Yeah. Where can they find us, Michael? Um, bloody hell, I forgot already. Freemithfield.com. Uh, we yeah. Still, we still on SoundCloud? Of course you're on SoundCloud. Okay, cool. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Free, SoundCloud.com slash Freemithfield and yeah. on Twitter, Freemithfield. And if you want to find me on Twitter, my name is Derek A. Music. That's D-E-R-E-K, capital A-M-U-S-I-Q. Thank you very much. Um, Michael A-E-L, not E-A-L. Don't come that nonsense. A-E-L, Kojo, K-O-J-O. Don't think it's an African name. You can't spell it, idiots. <laughs> Ose, O-S-E-I. Yeah, that's really going to get you followers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just insulting them. Just good point, good point. <laughs> and me, the C underscore Maxim 33, of course. This has been another week of the Free Midfield Podcast. Good night. See what you, you missed, Darren.